super early and you're going to put your best clothes on because you're going to dress to impress and you're going to go in your schools and you're going to go to your, on your campus and you're going, to, you're going to walk in your campus and you're going to see whether it's tomorrow, whether it's Thursday, whether it's next week, we're all going to be the same in this boat, that you're going to go on your campuses and we're going to walk in our schools and we're going to see these people that maybe some of us we've seen during the summertime or we haven't seen all year or, you know, this is the first time that we've seen them. We're going to walk on these campuses and we're going to see all these people. And, and for some of us, we're just going to be just talking about just, we're going to be talking about where you went. You're probably going to talk about the things that you did. You're going to be talking about all this, the cool stuff that you were a part of. And, and my prayer is that this year as we go into our schools, we will go into our schools excited. We will go into our schools ready to see what God has for us. Because listen, you guys are in the biggest mission field you will ever be in middle school and high school. I t- I've, you've heard me say that a lot, but I want to reiterate that to you. You're in the biggest mission field you will ever be in. There's a good chance. There's a good chance. Now, some of, this, some of you, this affects, and some of you, this doesn't, but there's a good chance that the majority of you, majority of you, after you leave high school and you go to college and then you get into the workforce, there's a good chance that a majority of you will only have a sphere of influence of about eight to 10 people. That's about it, you, if that many. But right now, in high school and in middle school, there's a good chance if you were to walk down your halls and pass these lockers that you know who this is and who this girl is and who that dude is. I don't really know his name, but I know his face. And I, yeah, I, <coughs> I've seen him around. And, 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 and you, you know these people. You sit in your lunchroom and you know, you know where people sit. You know, you got the cool kids over here, the nerdy kids over here, the, the goth kids over here, the emo kids over here, because they're just not talking a lot. But I mean, so they're over here. And then you've got the loud, funny group over here. And then you've got, you've got everybody and you got all spread out. And then you've got the popular kids sitting in the middle because, you know, that's what popular kids do. We sit in the middle of the group and that's just it's how we do. And, and we've got the, you know, we've got who... I'm putting myself in each group, you know, because I'm a dork. I'm sitting at like, I'm outside. I'm like in the courtyard. Then we have that courtyard people, you know, like me. And we're like, I can't even go in the lunchroom, you know. And so we have all these different, we have all these different groups. But just what if, what if we went into this year? Listen, what if we went in this year praying and asking God to do something that we could never think or imagine? Listen, I have, a, I have a huge imagination. I really do. My ama- when a lot of people dream in black and white, man. I dream in watercolor. And when I dream, it's like, it's big and it's bold. It's like ViscoCam. I can't even use ViscoCam because it's VSCO. That's, you know, for us old people, we say Visco. But anyway, it's because it's too faded. We can't use VSCO. We have to use Snapseed and throw that HDR on it. It's like, boom, like that's how I dream. Like I dream with big, bold colors and the greens are super green and the blues are super blue and the oranges, they're just orange. And I'm like, like I, I see this big and I see these big things. And so when I dream, I dream big because I know that I have a God who can do more than I can ever think or imagine. And so that's the verse I want to go to this morning, Ephesians 3.20. So if you have your Bibles, if you have your phones, throw up in your Bible app and I want you to turn, I want you to click on Ephesians 3.20 with me. Ephesians 3.20. Now, Paul is talking to the church at Ephesus. 
talking to the church of Ephesus. Timothy will be the pastor of the church of Ephesus. He's pastoring these people. And he's encouraging. I love the book of Ephesians. This is one of my favorite verses or uh, books. My, my life verse comes out of the book of Ephesians, Ephesians 4.1. Therefore, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the go- calling that you've received. That's, that's how I try to live my life. That's my life verse. If you were to, uh, to stamp a verse on my gravestone, that like, what would define Ryan Garrett? That's what I want on my headstone, Ephesians 4.1. Because that's how I want to live my life. But when I think about this book of Ephesians, Paul just says some huge things in this book. And if you're wondering what to read in your quiet time, if you don't have anything to read right now, some of us went at the beach, we went through 1 Timothy. Well, Paul was talking to Timothy, who was this pastor of of Ephesus, the church in Ephesus. And so Paul writes this letter earlier before he goes, and when I say that, 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy are the last two books that Paul writes. At the end of 2 Timothy, he, at, at the end of it, after it's done, he goes and gets, mar, you know, he gets his head cut off for the gospel because he's a believer. But he had done everything that God had called him to do. He had finished the race. He had, he had, he had crossed the, journey line, uh, the, the finish line. Man, he, was just, he had done his journey, and he just did what he had to do. But when he was on this earth, when he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, we, he just said some meat. And when we look at Ephesians, man, this is one of those books where it can kind of get a little over your head sometimes with some of the wording. But, man, you want to find some encouragement in your faith Look up Ephesians. Take Ephesians and read a chapter a a day, man. It's just so good. But I want to read this. So let's back up to verse 14, and then we'll get to 20. So we're just going to read 14 through 21, okay? So so if you're there, say yeah. Yeah. All right, so if you're there, say yeah. Yeah. Now listen, so I've been at a conference this past couple weeks. I get fired up, and I'm going to be fired up for the next couple weeks. And listen, because I get, when I get around, listen, we had, we had the opportunity to worship and hear the word with 14,000 other wild and crazy Christians in this place. I mean, this place, was, <laughs> this place was huge. And when I think about this, I mean, we heard, we heard some awesome speakers, and we heard some awesome worship leaders, but at the end of the day, it was all about Jesus. And so I get fired up. And so right now, I'm a little fired up. Our staff is a little fired up, even though we're voices might be gone and we might look a little tired in the eyes our hearts are burning with passion right now and I'm praying that this passion will just keep on going that's what I that's what I get stoked about and so when I think about this I want to read so 14 through 21 so if you're there say yeah Yeah. all right so here we go 14 for this reason I kneel before the father this is his prayer and we know this is prayer because it says it right above it the prayer for the Ephesians now look that was a joke but all seriousness He says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and how long and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of all fullness of God. And this is the kicker. This is the key. Lean into this verse right here, verse 20. 
Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. <clears throat> to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever and all of SDS says that last word with me, amen. So when I look at this verse, these verses, this, this encouragement of prayer, when I look at what Paul is saying to the church of Ephesus, we see a lot of different things. And, and if we were just to break it down just for a few minutes, if you're taking notes, I, just go, pull up your notes app on your phone, just kind of just kind of look at look with me here for a second. For this reason he says he kneels before the Father. We stop right there. He knew that it was important. He knew that it was important to go before the Father for this on the saints behalf. He knew that he had to go and put a knee down and pray on the behalf of the Ephesians. He says, I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. He says, I pray that, you, that out of those glorious riches that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. This weekend, we talked a lot about the spirit. We talk about how he dwells, how the spirit dwells in us. And at the moment of salvation, he enters in. And he gives us a counselor. He gives us what's literally called a guide that might convict us. And we think, we hear that word and we're like, conviction, whoa, I, I don't wanna be convicted. But no, 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 let me tell you. Let me tell you, that conviction is a good thing because it draws us closer to the Father. Maybe it's just convicting just to say, okay, I need to love God more. Maybe it's convicting to like stop doing things that we need to stop doing. But whatever it is, it's all for God's glory. And so we see this that we may be strengthened. So there, when I read that, I just gotta stop one more time. When I read that, he knows that the Ephesians might feel weak. It might be weak. It might be weary. It might be drained. He knows that the Ephesians might have come to a point where they're a little tired. Maybe they've been so busy doing church or they've been so busy doing things that they just got a little tired got a little weak, maybe a little weary, and he says that you may be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, not just through your physical being, but in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And he says, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, he said, you, you know this, you know what this love is about. You know what Jesus has done. You know what this is, what's going on. I've talked about it in the first part of, of, of Ephesians. My letter to you, he didn't call it Ephesians. Said, you know, I talked about it. First part of this letter. He says that I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp with width, how wide, how long, how deep, is the love of Christ, and I love that. Because it's easy, and Paul knew that was easy just to, to think about how simple the gospel is. We've heard the gospel, we know the gospel. The, the Ephesians knew what it was like. But he said, man, 
I don't want you just to understand it. He said, I want you as a church, as a church of Ephesus, I want you together with everyone to understand this. I want you to grasp this, that we are all together in this, that we all are a part of this body, that we are from, from the side to side, to front to back. If you're reading this letter, if you're hearing this letter, it, it, that it's being read to you, if it's being passed around, that you are a part of this, if you are in Christ, that you are in this together. And so he says, we want you to be able to, he says, I want you to understand and grasp how wide and how long and how high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. He said, man, you're not even going to be able to grasp it. You're not even going to be able to think about it. You're going to try. He says, church, you're going to try but you're not even gonna be able to, it's not even gonna be able to register on your radar. It ain't gonna happen. He says, but, he said, but, you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. Alone, we can't get it. Alone, our own power, we can't grasp it. But through Christ, through God, man, he pours into us and he helps us understand that love. He helps us understand that what he's done is a good thing and he offers us freedom and he offers us understanding and he offers us hope and he offers us courage and he offers us love and, and, he, and he offers all these things. And then he says this verse, number 20, read it, look at it with me. Now the him who is able to do just a few things and not able to do a whole lot, according to his power. Is that what he says? Okay, so let me read it one more time. He says, to him who is able to, to come on the scene when we need him and bail us out in trouble. Is that what it says? He says, he says now to him who is able to, to do these small things, you might could think it up, but, but that, that's all that God is able to do. Is that what it says? He says, no. He says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. According to his power and his work within us. He says, you want to do big things for the gospel? You want to big, do big things for the church? You want to do big things for God? You want to get behind what's going on? You want to, you want to go and move and shake mountains? If you want to go and, and reach the lost, if you want thousands and thousands, if you want one person to come to know Christ, man, it's all through God. He can do it, and we just have... We, if we can try to think it up, God will go above. If we just try to dream it up, God will go more. It, he, he is that kind of God. And when we look at this according to his power as work within us, that he says, man, the Ephesians, you can't do it on your own strength. You can't do it on your own ability. You can only do it through the power of God that is in you. He says, and it's all to him that the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever, it's all about Jesus. And too many times, when I read this verse, I have to think and I have to know and I have to imagine 
that the reason Paul said those words, that the reason Paul said this to the church of Ephesians is because they dreamed too small. They dreamed too small. And I think too many times that we get that same way. I think we, we would say, man, I, I just wish my friend would come to church or I just wish my family would come to church or I just wish you know, my buddy would come to church or I just wish we'd have, we'd have 150 students here. Or I wish we'd have 200 students here. I wish we'd have 1,000 students here. I wish, I wish more people would show up. I wish more people would come. I wish more people would talk to me. I wish all these things. I wish I had some relationships. I wish I had some friendships. I wish I had some, some, some accountability that for the struggles that I'm dealing with. I wish that I, that I, I, just, I could just, just have someone and I and and when I think about it, I just, I want, I want, I want. And we, we think too small on these things. You think too little. And we think, I'm not going to go to God with that. I'm not going to go with God, to God with that. He's got other fish to fry. He's got bigger things to deal with. Sorry, friend. He loves you so much. One of the speakers said this weekend that I, I really loved, it just grappled my heart. He said, our God is big enough to be small enough to be intimately acquainted with us. He's big enough to be small enough to be intimately acquainted with us. He wants to know us. He wants to hear us. He wants to hear our dreams. And my thing is today, my question is, what do you want to see happen in STS? Yes, this is a smaller group of kids. There's a lot of people out of town this week. School starts tomorrow. They're getting that last run. I get it. I understand. It's not a bash that they're not here, but you're here, and there's a reason that you're here. You could have been anywhere else, but God has you in this place this morning. So what if God wants to do something through you today that sparks a revival, that sparks something huge in STS? Just what if? What if? What if? And so this morning, can y'all help me out? Elizabeth, can you grab that right there? Help me out. Can y'all grab, just pass them, just take one, pass them around, hopefully have enough. Just take, yeah, take them, it, just go down the rows and just kind of hand a, uh, just a, just hand a, a pile of them. Here, let me, like, can I see that for just a second? Yeah, there you go. We'll do like that, they'll pass those down. <laughs> And pass those down right there. Cool. Pass those down. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Grab one of these. And if you have more extras, just pass them back. If you've got more, just pass them back. Everybody needs a sheet. Listen, everybody needs a sheet this morning. Everybody needs a card. Cool, thanks. Everybody have one of these? Leaders, I want you to grab one of these too. I want you to do this. So here's what I want. 
this year, God is going to do some different things through STS. God is going to do, he's already moving in STS. He's, he's shaking some things up, even through this conference that we went to. God's put some new things on our leaders' hearts. It's just exciting. It's, 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 it's one of those things that just pumps us up, and we think about what you guys could do for the kingdom. And when I read this verse, I think immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. So here's what I want us to do in this moment. Don't tear your page. Don't bend your page. Let this just be a moment where it's just you. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to dream for a second. I want you to think for a second. And I want you to think tangible, big. I, I want you to try to think as much as you can, like what would be the best in these two things that I'm about to give you? What would be the best thing that could happen in this arena? And I'm about to tell you, in, in this atmosphere, what would happen in this thing right here? And this year, what would you say that you would want God to do in your life this year? So on that left side, I'm going to give you just, just a few moments. This year, if you could dream big, if you could dream huge, what would God do in your life this year? Immeasurably more. If you could just dream big, maybe it's just giving you the courage. Maybe it's just giving you boldness. Maybe it's, maybe it's that it would be to stop an addiction this school year. You, it doesn't have to be just one thing. If you've got more, keep writing. What do you want God to do in your life this year? This school year. These next eight, ten months. What do you want to see God do? What do you want to see God do in your life? in your life this year. Maybe it's to have a more passionate time for God's word. Maybe it's to pray more. Maybe it's to talk to people, not be ashamed about the gospel. For some, maybe it's just praying for your parents more. For some, maybe it's just loving your parents more. So whatever it is, write that down. Whatever you, what do you want to see? What would be so awesome this year for God to do in your life? You about finished? That's okay. If you're still writing, you keep writing. But we're going to move on to the next side, that right side. Here's what I want you to write down. What do you want to see happen in STS this year? But wait. I have a caveat for you before you write down. And how could God use you to do it? How could God use you to do it? What do you want to see happen in STS this year? Do you want to see students come to know Jesus? Do you want to see students being a part of things? Do you want to see this room filled from side to side, to front to back? Do you want to see worship just 
freedom break through? Do you want to see students get on fire? When we go into the main sanctuary, the people just look at us like, what is wrong with those students over there? Those students are glowing white with the Holy Spirit, the God, the God they've experienced, the King. What do you want to see happen? Dream, but don't dream these dreams that, that someone else will do it. That's why I throw the caveat out there. What can God do through you? For some of you, God's calling you out to be a leader. For some of you, God's called some of you out to be a greeter. For some of you, he's called you out to be on the praise band. For some of you, he's called just to serve. He's called you to step up. He's called you to do things that you say, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I could just stand there at the putt-putt thing for 30 minutes before church or like, like 9.45 to uh, 8.45 to 9.10 and just give people a high five and just, just encourage them about being here. I don't know if I could just play ping pong. I'm not very good at ping pong, but I can play ping pong with people and, or, or if there's someone sitting by themselves I can go and talk to that person that's sitting by themselves because I know what it's like to be sitting by myself and nobody likes to sit by themselves so don't just say that we reach out to people that aren't talked to maybe you're the one that says I will be the one that goes talk to them Don't say that we hope we have more people just come you say how can I be the solution I can call people to say hey, I want you to be here. I want our table groups and I want our small groups to explode. Well, I want, I, I want that to happen, but in order for that to happen, listen, I might call and encourage, I might text, I might Snapchat somebody. And why are you gonna Snapchat? You got me iMessage, I don't get it. But anyway. Listen, Paul says this. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Well, let me tell you something. I'm, 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 I, I, they said it a lot this week. I've been saying it for the past five years. Mark's been saying it for longer than that. We understand that God is just waiting for a generation of students to stand up. He's waiting on a generation of students to not care what people think. He's waiting on a generation generations of students just to stand up and say I am here I'm not waiting on the next generation I'm not waiting for two generations I'm not going to wait until I get serious about God after college today I'm going to get serious about Jesus and I'm going to go into the kingdom and do big things I want to go into my school and do big things I'm going to go into my in SDS and in my church and do big things because God why would I want God to use someone else when I'm right here I want to be the vessel that he uses and that's my prayer, that God would do immeasurably more than you could ever think or imagine. God put some huge things. I'm just going to be honest, and we're going to head out, and we're going to go worship together, and we're, it's just going to be a good morning. But here's the deal. God, I'm just going to have a little honesty session right here. God put some big things on my heart this weekend. I mean big, huge things on my heart this weekend. Bigger than I could ever think or imagine. I'm serious. When he said this, I was like, whoa, God, you need to slow down. But, but I'm going, okay, God. Okay. I'm going to follow your lead. I'm going to follow your lead.
But what's it gonna take? It's gonna take us getting serious about our prayer time. It's gonna take, about, it's gonna take us getting serious about Jesus. And not in a condemning way, not in a coming down way, just that God loved us so much that he sent his only son that, <laughs> so that whoever believes in him would not perish and have eternal life. And that is good news, man. Best news of all. So look, at, hit me right in the eyes. Some of you are just waking up and I appreciate that. Welcome to STS and that's good. Just kidding. God wants to do something big and huge through you guys this year. I believe it. Every one of you. And you're here in this room and you're hearing this vo my voice and you're hearing the words of Jesus or the words of Paul is reiterating the words of God. He wants to use you. Let's dream big this year. These next few weeks, listen, these next few weeks, I'm excited. Listen, our fifth graders are gonna be moving up next Sunday, and this room is gonna be filled with upcoming, upcoming fifth graders. When they come down here, we need to be giving them high fives. We need to make them feel welcome. We need to make them, but here's the deal. We gotta be careful that we just don't do it that one Sunday. And we don't just be careful. We gotta be careful we just don't do it to the fifth graders because there's a lot of people who stand around these rooms and don't even get talked to. We've gotta reach out. We've gotta love. We've gotta encourage let God use you this year. And I say, Ryan, or you say, Ryan, that's a big blanket statement. This year, that's a long time. Hey, God can do it. So next week is gonna be a special Sunday. You've heard the charge. You've got your sheets. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to put this in your Bible. I want you to put this in your purse. I want you to, I want you to bring this back next Sunday. And we're gonna use this next Sunday. We're gonna use this next Sunday. And you'll see what we're going to do with it next Sunday because we've got something to write on the back. So you need this next Sunday. Next Sunday, bring this. Put this somewhere that you're going to bring it back. Don't forget it. Put it in your wallet. Put it in your purse. Put it in your phone case. Whatever you got to do, bring this back next Sunday. Here's the deal. Let's stand together, okay? Can we stand together? <clears throat> in a minute, we're going to go to a big church. What I call it, everybody. I hear you. We're gonna go to big church and I wanna, I wanna just ask that we just, man, we come together and we just worship Jesus. We worship Jesus for who he is and what he's done, what he's gonna do. And we give him all glory and we give him all praise that he can do immeasurably more than we can ever think or imagine. So God, right now, I just ask and I pray and I beg and I plead that you would just rain down on these teenagers right now. God, I pray that you would light a fire down in our soul that we can't contain, that we can't control. God, we just want more of you. And so God, I pray that today, today would be the day that we draw a line in the sand and said, no, nah, you know what? The little, the little boy is gonna sit down and the, man, the young man is gonna stand up. The little girl is gonna sit down and the young lady is gonna stand up and do something big for you, Jesus. And if no one else is gonna do it, maybe someone in this room says, God, I will. I will. And so Lord, burn this on our hearts this week. Let us, let us think about these things this week. And so as we go from here, Lord, let us not just, let this just be another Sunday. 
God, speak to us, encourage us this week, God, because you have something big to do through us. Now is the time. Now is the time. So Lord, we love you. We give you glory and praise. Let us worship you for everything that you are because you are so good. And it's in Jesus' name.